When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Burt Show. It was news to me when they were starting to brainstorm this idea that people still read. <laughs> people read like books and stuff like a lot really like so much that there's an entire book talk aside of tiktok all about books really did we establish if listening to a book is the same as reading a book um i so it's i have mixed feelings i think for the sake of consuming the material it's the same right it doesn't matter not everybody can read not everybody's good at reading not everybody enjoys it literally nothing wrong with doing Oh, an audiobook. I do them too. But I think if you're talking about specific benefits, reading the words on the page is different scientifically. So we're adding also the subtitles on Netflix. That yeah. is reading as well. Yes. <laughs> okay. It is. It technically is. I'll take it. So Abby and I are reviving the Burt Show Book Club. We did this. Yay. During yeah, yeah, the yeah, pandemic yeah. a little bit to get through quarantine, and it was awesome. But we're bringing it back, and we're going to have in-person meetings. Yeah. <laughs> like real people. <laughs> like a club. So excited. So it doesn't matter if you read the physical copy, you read it on Kindle, if you listen to the audiobook, everyone is welcome. Um, I'm going to post the link to the Burt Show Book Club Facebook group up at thebirtshow.com. Here's what we're doing. We're going to read two books to kick it off, but you have November to read it, December, and then late January, we're going to meet in person to talk about it, and it's a good one. It's so good. So we're starting off with Fourth Wing and its sequel, Iron Flame, which drops today. I was so excited that on my way to work, when I have a literal five-minute commute, I turned on the audio book, and so I got through two paragraphs, (laughs) and it's already so good. Is this part of the horny book collection that you guys have been telling us about? yeah, Yeah, this is spicy. These are spicy okay. books, so just no, don't listen to the audio book with your windows down like one listener's husband did pulling up to a okay. stoplight. I think if you go into like a Barnes & Noble and you look around, you got a sports section, you got a biography section, and there's now a section that says horny. It's, it's called it's New weird. Adults. It's called Smut Talk. Where do you guys propose to have this big group of people talking about these smutty books? Adam and Eve. Here at the station. <laughs> the best perfect. place for smut. We'll figure that out, but I think we have a big conference room here. We'll get some listeners in. Hopefully, we'll find someone to bring in some food, and we'll all hang out and just talk about the books, but these are good. They're on the bestseller list. Uh, Book Talk is really excited. It is spicy, so it's not appropriate for under 18. Okay. So this is an adult book club, Um, and it is a fantasy, but not so fantasy like Lord of the Rings where you're going to get lost trying to keep track of everyone. It is good. It is 
is action-packed. It follows a girl who goes to a special college for dragon riders, and that's not the only thing she rides. Hey, yo. <laughs> Giddy up. So please walk me through this for just one second, because I can't put myself visually at a book club. So everybody reads the book, uh-huh. right? And yep. then you sit down and then you go around the room and you talk about the observations that you guys are having about the book. Or does somebody bring in like an agenda? Like we're going to talk about this and that. How does that even work? So some books actually come with questions already that you can ask during book club to discuss different themes. Um, I like the conspiracy theory route. So Abby and I talk about this with other um, other series. So we're like, what if this character does X, Y, and Z and it's connected to this character? Character, or you talk about the love interest or how you don't ship this couple or you love this, what the uh, what the author wrote here. And so we can break off into like small groups and just have conversations and drinks and hang out. Yeah, and we were also talking about the fact that this specific book series is about to get turned into a TV show. And so it's like the debate, how did you picture the love interest? Do you think it should be a new actor? Do you picture them as this actor? I threw out the name Michael B. Jordan. Cassie wasn't on board. So we, t- we talked about how, you know, like how you would envision the show and what you would want it to turn out to. So there's there's so much to discuss. So many questions. So is there football playing in the background? And are you guys <laughs> farting and stuff? Are, are farting. Drinks, are there snacks? <laughs> What's happening? It's farting. Uh, it's just what okay. dudes do when we all get together. Well, so We're queefing, okay? Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. You're one too many of those books, man. <laughs> there's no football, but think of it. Like, when you get together with your friends, if you do like football, you'll yeah. talk about the team, you'll talk about the stats, players that you like, like trades you with would happen I'm imagining I'm just I'm pulling here so this is the equivalent of like a bunch of dudes getting together every week and talking about their fantasy football league yeah, yeah. Pre- pretty much. Yeah, we're going to do it. That's a good way to look at it. Okay. Have that conversation or your favorite movie or your favorite TV show. Like if you all like Billions, people who watch Billions all get together. What was that other big one y'all just finished? Um, it's like the business one. Oh. oh succession. Um, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So you guys are chatting about Succession. We would just do that with a really big group of people. Well, look, you already got somebody that wants to join you. Hey, Chloe. Good morning. Morning. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. I am so excited for the book club. I got Iron Flame a day early to get it from the back from me. (gasps) So it was with the black sprayed edges. No. Day early. Uh, you guys are talking a totally different language. What happened so from the back? The black sprayed uh, edges are first edition, and a bunch of people who pre-ordered months ago this are being told now there aren't enough copies for them to get their first edition black sprayed edge edition. Also, they broke street date, which is I tried to get a bookstore to break street date for me, and they wouldn't. It's a really big deal because what will happen is it'll make the publisher really mad and then they won't give you the books so you won't be able to make any profit on it. All right. So where do people just go up and sign up for this? Yeah. So there's, it's called the Burt Show Book Club on Facebook. It's a Facebook group. I'll link it from our socials and our website. You just join the group and we'll have some chat conversations there. So even if you can't meet in person, we can still talk on Facebook and we'll post any info about events and then we'd like to do this pretty regularly and sort of pick a, a new book every couple months. All right. Everything up online at com. Get it. The Bird Show. Hi, shady or not, is her nanny misrepresenting herself uh, as the mother of her own child? Yes, this sounds shady. Hey, Janet. Hey, guys. I don't even know that there's a question here, and I haven't (laughs) read anything about it. What's going on? (laughs) Um, So I have an 18-month-old named Jason, 
and our nanny Amy started working for us over the summer and you know she's amazing she's great she loves him takes really good care of him and I completely trust him with her uh, but something over the weekend happened um, and I just can't shake it uh, so I just wanted to get you know an opinion about what's what happened okay what you got so I was at the park um, on Saturday with Jason and, you know, another mom came over and she recognized Jason, um, has clearly seen him before at the park, but very friendly. And then she asked me something um, that I thought was weird. She asked, you know, if I was his aunt or if I was the babysitter. And I was like, no, um, he's my son. I'm his mom. And then she was, she asked, uh, are you are you the stepmom or is Amy the stepmom? And I was like, what? No, Amy is a nanny. Um, and then she just seemed, you know, kind of baffled that Amy's the nanny. It just seemed, it just seemed strange. And so she also, um, she thought, oh, this is what she mentioned. Um, I guess one day they were leaving the park and Amy was like, okay, Jason, we have to go. Daddy's going to be home soon. Which technically, you know, is true, but also, you know, I, mom, was going to be home soon, too. So, you know, she could have said, like, daddy and mommy are going to be home soon. Yeah. So it just seemed a little weird. So I don't know if I'm, you know, reading too much into this. If You know, it just seems like she's not representing herself as our nanny. And, you know, people at the park, other moms, are thinking that she's his mom. So I didn't, you know, I don't know. Is this shady or not? I fire her tomorrow. Uh, just based on your instinct of it yeah. feeling shady, um, yeah. I'd fire her tomorrow. And try, I mean, that's easy to say. It's really, really hard to find like good nannies and good babysitters. It's so hard. Oh yes. my god, it really is. So I don't want to dismiss that. But if your gut is saying there's something wrong, there is nothing more important and precious in your life than your kids. So if something like this in your gut is saying something ain't right. I'd leave the situation as soon as you can. The, the first thing yeah. I would do is have a conversation with her and yeah. Um, one of those deals where it's, it's, it's all about the delivery. So I wouldn't be accusatory, but I would be like, Hey, I went to the park the other day with Jason and this mom was under the impression that you're Jason's mom and not me. And I'm just mm -hmm. trying to understand like, you know, why she would, why, why she would come to that, that conclusion. And I think gauging by her body language and the conversation I think in that moment, Janet, you will know whether or not this person needs to stay on or if you need to let her go. I would, right, I would right. certainly have a conversation with her before I made a decision, but I am, oh, I've always been a fan of the universe, looks out for you at times when you don't even realize it, and this just, for me, would feel like this wouldn't just happen coincidentally. Like, there was a reason that this encounter with you and this lady happened and that you took from yeah. it what you did. So for me, I would probably be leaning towards firing her and protecting my child as well. What does your husband say? I mean, he's very nonchalant about it. Like, he's like, oh, it's no big deal. And the thing is, it is so hard to find a mm -hmm. good nanny. Oh, and I know. she's been with us since the summer. And in my head, you know, the reason I call it is because she didn't do anything wrong. Like, I've heard of other nannies, like, being on their phone or a yeah. child crossed the street under a nanny's care. Like, nothing like that happened. It's just, you know, it seems so innocent, but it also is bothering me. So I it's so hard to 
figure out what to do. Aren't there movies made of this kind of thing? Like when the nanny, like... That was the hand that rocks the cradle back yeah, in the day. Yeah, like she went, all of a sudden she's like in her heart already adopted the kid and assumes it's hers mm-hmm. when she's just the nanny. Uh, here's Sarah. Good morning, Sarah. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Um, hi. So I was thinking maybe she doesn't want to come off as a nanny to the other moms, like, you know, less than them. Like maybe... She wants to pretend to be a stay-at-home mom so that she doesn't, they don't treat her any different and think that she has less money or any less opinion than them. Okay, so it could be innocent enough is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, and Maddie, hey Maddie, good morning. What do you have? Good morning. Um, I would definitely have a conversation with her because when I was in college, I used to be a nanny and I would always tell the boy, like, Let's go get Sissy from school. We got to leave the park. And so other moms would just overhear that and assume that I'm his mom because I'm calling his sister Sissy to him. And I would just clarify to them, oh, no, I'm the nanny, you know, whenever it would get brought up on the next occasion. But it could have just been something that was misheard, you know, from the other mom. So I would definitely have a conversation with her about it before. Yeah, I think that she deserves that. Have For a conversation. Sure. And if you don't like that answer, there's something in your gut, not your head. Um, because it is tough to get a nanny. So you can make mm-hmm. some excuses as to why this might be okay. If your gut is saying it ain't right, I would get out fast. Way too precious. Way too precious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let us know. All right. How, thank you, guys. Let us know how it goes, okay? Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Get it. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive is going to be announced tonight. We talked about this briefly in the last e-buzz, but I thought I would present us with some of the options that were on People Magazine's website. And you can tell me who out of the nine you think is probably the best candidate, and then I will tell you which one Twitter is going crazy over saying this person is not the sexiest man alive. Oh, crazy in a bad way. Crazy in a bad way. So, number one, we have Harry Styles. Number two, Keanu Reeves, who has already won it once because People Magazine skipped over Sexiest Man Alive in 94, and then they retroactively gave it to him in 2015. We also have Ryan Gosling, who I think is a great candidate after the Barbie movie came out. I think it's very fitting. I think it's very timely. He hasn't won it before? He hasn't won it yet. Really? That's surprising. We have Mark Consuelos, Mm -mm. Trevor Noah, Jeremy Allen White, the chef from The Bear. Mm Mm-hmm. We have Pedro Pascal, mm-hmm. Zaddy Pedro. We have Hassan Minhaj and Joe Burrow, the uh, quarterback from the Bengals. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of those nine, who should be people's sexiest man alive? I'm going with I, Harry, I, I go with hairstyle. Yeah, I said Pedro Pascal earlier. I think it's Pedro's time. It just feels right. Yeah, I want somebody older. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be Ryan Gosling because I think it's very timely because of the Barbie movie. I think they could mm. probably do a whole expose about feminism and you know gender roles in society. And then also like, look at him. It's Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah. how has he not won before? That's what I'm thinking. Right? Yeah. He hasn't won yet from what I, from from the research that I've done, but maybe someone will DM me and tell me I'm wrong. But anyway, so Twitter right now has been going a buzz, if you will, because there's a photo of Harry Styles going around with a buzz cut and girls are freaking out because if there's one thing you can do to turn off your lady or in your case, in Harry Styles case, 
your fans off immediately. It's to get a bad haircut. Really? So apparently he was at a U2 concert in Las Vegas at that new Sphere uh-huh. venue that everyone's freaking out about. Dang. All the famous people. It's amazing, right? I want to go to that thing. So bad. Too. It looks mm-hmm. insane. So apparently Harry was at one of those concerts with his supposed new lady, Taylor Russell, and somebody snapped a photo of him from fairly close by because it's a close-up photo of his hair and his iconic long, brown, curly, luscious, amazing locks. <laughs> This is what he's known for. It's uh-huh. like it's like his most defining feature, and other than his music, but in terms of like his appearance, he's very distinct looking hair, and it looks like it's been buzzed down right to the root. And the girls are losing their ass. If you go on Twitter right now and just search Harry Styles buzz cut, it's a bunch of people tweeting things like. Ah! <laughs> people are freaking out and so I while I think he might have been in the running about a week ago I think if people people magazine has been looking at Twitter dude wait until they hear what's going on between Israel and Palestine then they're really going to lose their minds <laughs> they don't that doesn't bother them <laughs> um I'm look, see, he's just one of those dudes that's just good looking he can yeah. do anything that he wants is so it for annoying. a role maybe is it what is it for a role so that's what people are saying is he's supposed to be in one of the new Marvel films as the character Eros or Eros however it's pronounced. And so people think that maybe it's specifically for a role. He also cut his hair down a little bit for his role in Dunkirk. And so it's very possible that he might be doing it specifically to fit the role for Marvel. Absolutely. He's just one of those dudes that looks good no matter what. Or maybe he's just tired of being like boiled down to just hair. Oh, God. Harry's more than his hair. All right. I'm so sick of just being a piece of meat. (laughs) Must be so hard, Paul. As he's, like, dripping in oil on stage with his open shirts at his concerts. Makes total sense. Okay. Somebody got my dream job this week. USA Today just hired their very first Taylor Swift reporter, and the Swifties are not happy about this guy. So he submitted a video to pitch himself to USA Today, giving all the reasons why he should be the very first Taylor Swift reporter. After seeing the reaction of the Swifties seeing him get the the job, I would have never wanted to get this role because mm-hmm. he, this guy is an award-winning journalist. He has a Murrow, which is like the one mm-hmm. of the biggest awards in journalism. And one of the reasons why Swifties are not mad that he are mad that he got this job is because he admitted that he didn't like three of Taylor's songs, and yes. apparently he chose the wrong songs because how dare he like those songs? And it just seems like you could never win in this role. No. Absolutely, you couldn't. Poor, you're, you're destined like you're you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Poor guy. So I followed him on Instagram, and hopefully we can become buddies so that way he. He can give me all of his perks since I didn't get his job. Anyway, Spotify is about to make a major change that would keep artists from making money on the platform. It's on your next eBuzz on the Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. Four Burt Show family meetings in like the course of seven days. Family meetings, if you're a new Burt Show listener, are like, how do you even describe them? Like pretty epic episodes that are going on in our life, right? Mm-hmm. And 99% of the time, they suck. Um, over the course of the last week, let's see. Um, I told you guys that my engagement is over. My fiance and I broke up. Uh, then Rebecca, our producer, told you guys that she has tongue cancer. And she was in surgery yesterday for a super long time. A uh, bunch of you guys were texting with her mom yesterday, right? Mom said she came out of it. All the doctors said, really, really cool. What was the funny thing she said? Uh, she did a great job. They took um, some skin from her wrist and helped rebuild her tongue because she had part of her tongue removed. But her wrist has a tattoo on it. So now <laughs> that tattoo is on her tongue. Badass. <laughs> Badass, right? Uh, then we had the family meeting yesterday, which was a really good one. Our former producer, Blake, uh, came on and um, just said that he's ready to live his life authentically. He's gay and 
I talked to him after the show yesterday, and what a relief he was feeling yesterday, man. What a lightness about him before he left the studio. So that was three. And the fourth one here today, not nearly as uh, as positive as that one. So I'm going to turn this over to uh, our new phone screener and producer, Amber. Hey, guys. So um, I'm definitely going to cry. I'm warning you guys right now. Um, so my mom uh, passed away from stage four ovarian cancer um, on October 25th. Sorry. And... Um, we found out that she had cancer like, like maybe about a month before she fast. actually passed. It was very fast. Yeah. Wow. Very aggressive. She had a hysterectomy and, and we thought that we had cut all the, the cancer cells out. But the thing is, even if you have uh, the tiniest of cells left, it can grow. And it, it did. It grew very aggressive. So um, my mother is no longer with us. That's um, a new reality that I, um, excuse me. That I just have not um, been ready to accept, which is one of the reasons why I didn't really tell anyone at first, because saying it aloud, it made it really real, you know. Um, I didn't post anything on my personal um, YouTubes and podcasts and stuff, because I just did not have it in me to make people laugh when I can't even smile, Yeah, you know. Anyways, um... When she was diagnosed, and actually Pride, the Pride Parade is when I found that she had to go to the hospital. When I got home, Daddy told me that he had to take her, and she um, was there for a couple of weeks and didn't get back until about three days after she passed. And uh, one thing I want to say that as if you have ever had anyone in your family or someone close to you and you've been a caregiver, it is a very hard mm-hmm. job. And you have got to be easy on yourself because I was kicking myself because I felt like I wasn't doing enough and I was doing everything I could, anything I can think of, anything the doctor suggested, nurses suggested. My Aunt Bev was there and she was a um, a hospice nurse. She's retired now, but because she had all that knowledge, we, we were leaning on her really hard. Shout out to you, Aunt Bev, if you're listening. <laughs> and... Um, Anyone out there who's who's doing caregiving right now, you've really just got to give yourself a moment. You have to take care of yourself as well. Um, Because I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping much. It was hard. It was the anxiety of wondering, is this going to be the moment that I lose my mom? Mm -hmm. You know? And thanks, Katie. And um, when she, she passed, but it was not a pretty thing, I was there. I won't go into detail because it, it would mm-hmm. it would destroy all of your days. But getting that image mm-hmm. of her, that last image out of my head has been really hard because that's not how I want to remember my mom. And no, I, I also have other memories, but that one was 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 it's, it's it's in there and I can't I can't get it out. I also wanted to um, take this moment to. Thank every last one of the Bird Show members, cast members, whether you're producer, background, whatever. All of you have been super supportive. I have not had this job for a full month yet, and you allowed me to to spend that those last moments with my mom. You guys found out that she was in the hospital the same day I did, and you sent her a fall uh, a bouquet of flowers the same day. <laughs> and then you all got together and you and you went to uh i forget the website instead of flowers i think 
and you sent my family food, I had no idea that I wouldn't be able to do simple things like cook. I know. And clean and take care of my dad and, and stuff like that. And so I wanted to thank all of you for for making that so much easier for our family because we just did not have it in us to to eat, to to do the normal things that you don't even think about that you need to do to stay alive every day. And uh, being part of the Birchill fam is different. I never worked for or with people that have ever had my back like that. And I haven't even been here a full month yet. And uh, I, I, I am so grateful and I am so appreciative for all the support that, that, that my new family mm-hmm. has, uh, has provided. So thank you guys so, so much. You're so welcome. Um, that was the least we could do. Um, so this happened over the course of a month. Yeah. And it certainly shocking for you. L- the last we had heard, like your mom was on hospice, but not end of life hospice. Mm-hmm. It was just that um, it was just so incredibly difficult to take care of her that you brought people in. And then she had turned for the better, right? Yeah, she had um, she had a moment of where things were getting better. Uh, the hospice care was to get her ready initially to be able to finally do chemo. But it, it just turned so quickly. We never got a chance to return very quickly. And one of the things I mentioned that I was feeling guilty because Mo, Katie, you guys probably know about this a lot, but the black community and the medical community, we don't really go together well. We don't tend to go to the hospital mm-hmm. to check things out when we should. We push it back. We're terrified of what could be said, what could happen. And I told my mom to go to the hospital to get, she had a tumor or something on her chest. We now know it was a tumor. And we noticed it. And we, I said, Mom, you got to go. But she got so angry with me, almost offensive. And I shut down because I didn't want to ruin our relationship. But I kind of I kind of blame myself for not. You can't do you that. You can't do that. You can't do that at all. Pushing, you know. You can't do that. Because <laughs> I just, I don't have a mommy anymore. And that's so mm. weird. I see a funny TikTok video and I want to run and show her. I want to tell her a funny joke. I want to, we listen to Bird Show segments together. I've been listening to the show since I was in high school. So the fact that my mom, before she left this earth, got to hear me listen, uh, not just like help behind the scenes, but hear me on air with people that I've respected since I was a teenager. And she got a chance to hear me t- speak with you on air with you. She got to see me genuinely happy before she left this earth. And I have that to thank for you guys, too. I, I'm just, this is a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. We understand. And I'm working on trying not to blame myself, but it's it's hard. There, it's, it's a process. I am so sorry, because I know how close you were to your mom. And um, my, my heart breaks for you. And there's no um, real it, acceptance of it because you don't want to accept it. No. Um, but just just give yourself grace and give yourself time because grief is a journey and especially with the type of relationship you have with your mom. Um, like it's scary to say this and it might be scary to hear this. Grief is a lifelong journey. Yeah. Um, but you you learn you learn how to deal and you learn how to cope. And when when times when you, when that grief wave hits you really hard like it does right now, I just want you to remind yourself that um, the pain is great because the love was great. Yeah, 
and the love always will be great. Just because somebody dies doesn't mean the love dies with them. The love will always be there. Now, Kristen, you were already seeing a therapist before your dad passed away, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, so are you talking to anybody about any of this? I mean, this is a lot. I honestly have been wanting to do therapy for years. Um, I, d- I don't even know where to start. I might even try to reach out to Port, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. I understand that uh, they have really good counselors. Uh, but I don't even know where to start. I've never, I've always been the kind of person, well, I'll just get through it. Because my medicine has always been laughter. Mm-hmm. Making other people laugh, making my content, telling jokes, hanging out. That's always been my therapy. But I've never had to deal with something this raw, this deep, so close to me before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your life is going to be compartmentalized now. It's going to be like Amber before mom died and Amber after mom died. And I would really recommend, especially as, as, as a fellow caregiver, um, seeing your parent like that towards the end and seeing them in in lights that you never wanted to see them in. um, I think it's really important that you talk to somebody to get through those images so you can get back to seeing them the way you want to remember them in your heart. Especially because you were there for their very end. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a tough one. I know. Kristen kind of said what I was going to say, but um, I can resonate with laughter being the way you deal with things. And I think you have to be patient with yourself and you have to accept the fact that you're just not going to be the same. When my grandmother passed, it it rocked my world. And it was very difficult for me to just accept that things are just going to be different now. And I had to lean on people more than I ever had. And that helped me. I mean, don't be afraid to lean on the people who are trying to be there for you and who love you. There really is no other way to get through it. I mean, it's it's one of those things that you'll never go through. You'll be able to get through alone. But, you know, I hold on to those those moments and those memories that you shared that your mom had of being proud of you and being able to see you in that light, because that's certainly what I like to hold on to and remember about my grandmother when I when I'm going through the toughest times of missing her. I appreciate um, everything that you just said, Mo, Kristen, Bert, all of you. I just, uh, as you said, literally one day at a time. There is a before my mom died, Amber, and another version of me now. And I'm trying to figure out how to... Take navigate my way yeah. through this new emotional realm that I've never really been a part of. <laughs> well, um, it's only been four weeks, but you are us now. So when you need anything, you already know. You just reach out to us, and we are here for you. I okay? appreciate that. It's Bircha. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. Get it? The Bird Show. Look, there's a lot of pride that comes from being a good wingman. All right? Protecting your dudes out there in the wild. How'd you do? 
horribly. <laughs> See, it ain't bad. as easy as it looks, it is it now? It is not. It is not. And I think it ended up in maybe one of the most embarrassing moments of me and my dude's life. But I don't feel like we talk about that enough. Like, we talk about the dating scene, how bad it is, and you don't want to have to get back out there. But we don't talk about the difficulties that you deal with also as a wingman. <laughs> watching your friends try yes. to get back out there for the first time in a while. We should definitely, like, organize a 5K for <laughs> all the wingmen that have failed. Yep. It's a rough position to be in. It's like Top Gun. Yeah. You still get to go home to your lady at the end of the night, though. It doesn't matter how hard it is out in the streets. You still have a warm body in your bed. Nah. That's true, but you got to go home with the guilt of feeling yeah. bad that you get to do that and you just watched your dude get rejected by 46 <laughs> women. Uh, yep. There is a responsibility <laughs> that comes along with it. You know, uh-huh. It's kind of like um, when you're the corner guy for a boxer. Like, you have to know when to throw in the towel for oh, him because yep. he probably doesn't know what's best for himself. Man, his yeah. face was all jacked up by the end of the night, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. I'm Eyes swollen <laughs> shut, cauliflower ear going on. Yeah, I'm holding the towel like, come on, man. <laughs> Fight back. And like any good fighter, they're like, do not do not throw in that towel. No, I am not quitting. That's exactly where yeah. we Stay found ourselves. Yeah. Nose going in seven different directions. <laughs> exactly that. So my guy has been single for a while now. and Obviously. <laughs> been a long time. Is this the dude I hung out with? Maybe. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but I am proud of him because for a while, he didn't want to just jump back out there. He wanted to really take his time figure himself out, because he was in a, a relationship for a while. Like, we're talking like 15 years. Oh, wow. God. So imagine trying to come back into the game. I imagine it's like when you're away for that long and you come back, you don't know how to work cell phones, you don't know how to do anything. Dude, it is. It's like dating Austin Powers. I did it. I was married for 20 years. You come back and you're like, what is happening? Whole new scene out yeah. here. Whole new thing. So for the last couple of weeks, I, I realized I owed him one, because... Between my schedule, and you know how it is, you first get into a relationship, you you have no need to be out all the time. Those days are kind of behind you now. But I'm his dude, and he likes to go out, and he needed, like, a wingman. He needed somebody to go with. So I'm like, you know what? I haven't been the best friend in that area, so I promised him, whenever you feeling like you want to go out, hit me up. I got your back. Let's do this. I'm going to help you get back out there. And so it was our first time attempting to go out into the wild, and I was trying to be the best wingman I could be. Mm-hmm. We go to the first spot. And it wasn't a lot of uh, shopping to do. It wasn't a lot to choose from. So we didn't stay there. We ended up going to another spot. Now, this spot, I was like, okay, this is good. It seems like a lot of single women in there. He's in there to mingle. I'm like, this is going to be the best night for him to get back on his feet. So I buy him a couple drinks, you know, get his courage up, get his liquid courage up. And then I watch him. I watch him go out there and shoot his shot. And boy, did he fail. No. I mean, one by one, one after the other. He just, because you, as a guy, I don't know how it is for women, right? But it's, you kind of watch him walk over there. It's like when you take your kid to the first day of school, and then you kind of judge how well it went on his walk back. Uh-huh. You know, the look on the faces, the look, yes. everything. Did he get the worst rejection? Is when you walk up and they just look at you and they say no before yes. you even get the first word out. No. Yes, because that's, that's the other one. thing, right? Like, how long is he over there for? It all tells you something. So, for the first like three times he tried, I had a drink ready for him when he got back. Oh no. He's, he's going to need a double. Yes. <laughs> so there we are. And I could tell after the first couple of times, he was like, All right, I'm done with this. I'm over it. So 
I, I should have let it go. I think this is why I made the mistake as a wingman. This was an odd night out because it was almost as if there was like some kind of bodyguard party going on, like professional bodyguards. Um, the baby, the rapper, his his bodyguard is in there who's famous for being the baby's bodyguard. And it was another guy that I believe might be the bodyguard for. It's another rapper that I couldn't remember. But I say that to say these are some really big dudes. Mm-hmm. The baby's bodyguard, I mean, didn't he knock somebody out like with one punch? Yes, a couple people. Yeah. Now, are they bodyguarding on this night or are they out in the wild and they're just all like hanging out? They're out in the wild hanging out. Okay, so you, this your dude, who I know that you're talking about, is going to go up to women when they are surrounded by these huge bodyguards. So that's the thing. That's where it gets tricky. And we don't even have the answers to this moment because they were kind of in their own section doing their own thing. It wasn't a big deal. It was just you can't help but notice them whenever they come to the bar to get a drink. You're like, okay, it's clearly bodyguard day in here because these (laughs) these some big dudes. So at that point, my dude decides, yo, it's a wrap, man. It's just not my day. It's not my night. I'm I'm giving up on it. I'm like, no, we can't do that. We can't have that. You have to. It's not about the first shots you take. It's about the last one you take before you leave. You mean the first fifty shots? Yeah, it's not about those, Abby. You got to. If you make the game winner, yep. we don't care about the other fifty you miss. Look, there's a mental part of this. Also, is like you want to end the night on a high Bingo. to get him back out the next night or the next week. Also, you don't want him going home feeling all bummed out and scared to get back in the cockpit. Exactly that. So I said. So one particular woman, she was sitting kind of by herself because she had a friend with her, but a friend kept leaving her alone for a couple of seconds. And I told him, I said, if it happens again, you got to go over there. You cannot, you, you have like no excuses. Don't overthink it. Just go over there and do your thing. He's like, what do I do? What do I say? I said, I don't know. It's been too long for me, <laughs> but you got to go over there and do something. Do something, right? Put yourself in the game. So he's like, all right, one more. So he gets one more drink. And then I watch him go over there. And I'm proud of him. He didn't come right back like he had been coming back all night. I see them just kind of like sitting there, and they're, 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 they appear to be enjoying each other's company. So I'm like, yes, it's happening for him. <laughs> then he kind of starts like dancing, which I'm shocked because that's not really like his thing. With her, is he dancing solo? So at first he started dancing solo, which oh, was weird because oh. I was like, why, why are you dancing and she's not? <laughs> this, this looks kind of weird from here. But then she started dancing too. So they're like, he's kind of taking her off of the stool by her hand. Okay. And they're dancing a little bit. Okay. And he knows the DJ, like that's his friend. So he looks at the DJ and kind of gives him a motion. And then the DJ announces it. Like, okay, shout out to my dude that's got the pretty young lady. So I'm like, oh, this is going great. Right? Yes. I'm like, he's killing it. I'm waiting on the other dance shoe to drop. Next thing I know, I see one of those big bodyguard dudes I was talking about. So I see him kind of making his way over towards my guy. So I start kind of making my way over there, too, to see what's about to happen. (laughs) And then next thing I know, he grabs my guy (gasps) by his hoodie. Like, in order to just kind of, it wasn't like really aggressive, but maybe the guy doesn't know how strong he is. Because I'm looking at it from, (laughs) like, I can see the front of my guy, and then the, the bodyguard is behind him. So he's being picked up like a mama cub would pick up a like a baby cub by the nape. Exactly that. <laughs> so I'm trying to like motion to him, like turn around. You might be in you might be in trouble, right? Like he's not my friend, and I shouldn't be helping. So then he's looking at me, and then as he's looking at me, you can just see his hoodie get really tight on him because it's being pulled. Oh, see, and then the guy goes. Find somebody else to dance with, Playboy. Oh, okay. Just like that. 
and I can see my dude kind of turn around like, who the hell is grabbing me? And then as soon as he sees him, he goes, oh, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Guy was huge. Guy was huge, man. So he says no problem. He gets pulled off of her, and she never even said anything about it. Like, I mean, is it really a big deal if you're dancing with somebody else's lady? I mean, they're not making love on the dance floor. Uh I mean, is there any need really to, like, pull them up by the hoodie? What, you think so? Yeah, but that should that that was on her to disclose like, hey, I'm here with somebody else. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like you're a nice guy, but you know, I'm here with somebody else. Yeah, dude's big enough to where she probably scared of him too, though. So I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Get it? The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Spotify is about to make the most significant change to its royalty model since it started in 2008. So music business business worldwide. Uh, did this whole report on how they're changing up how artists are going to make money with the songs that they release. So the change that's going to start in the beginning of 2024 will basically take basically the entire catalog of Spotify's music, all the music on Spotify. You will have to have a song that is played at least a thousand times or more annually. So the original model was you had to listen to a song for 30 seconds or more for you to be able to get any kind of royalty payout. Mm-hmm. They're switching it up. Now you have to get at least a thousand plays annually. So they're making it tougher for the artist. Yes. And I know <sighs> I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds like it's really hating on artists, but it's actually going to be a good thing for the people who are actually using this as a way to support themselves. So only about 30, 37.5 million tracks on Spotify are profitable with the new model. But... The other like 62 million that were getting less than a thousand downloads a year weren't even able to um, withdraw the money that they were making on Spotify. So for example, if you're getting less than a thousand downloads per year, you're making like five bucks, which doesn't even make the minimum for you to be able to withdraw your money. So basically Spotify is saying we're switching this up. So the people that are actually supporting themselves with their music on Spotify, we're going to be able to take all that money and give it to those artists, which is about $40 million annually, which is pretty significant if that's your way of making money. It's not the only change that they're making. Um, If you have, uh, like if you are the type of person that puts out uh, like white noise onto Spotify or anything that maybe people want to listen to, like background music, Mm -hmm. they're going to extend the minimums for how long people have to listen for you to be able to make money off of it that way. So basically if you have a three hour long white noise playlist yeah it's got to be like you know a minute or two instead of just 30 seconds so how does this affect you i don't know how any of this works it's never made any sense to me as far as like all of the music platforms i feel like everything they do is always to go against the artists and for them to make more money than the artists i mean my <laughs> first album i remember at the point uh i sold i think oh i had over forty-five thousand downloads and i don't think i made 500 dollars. is that right yeah so i i don't get how it works it's, it's it's pushed me to the point where i just think you should release your music independently if you're mm. looking for profit because i never see how as an artist unless you have millions and millions of downloads i don't see how you ever make a profitable margin that's worth it on these platforms yeah it's kind of ridiculous and with podcast with podcasts what's always made me upset is you're putting in so much work for basically the same thing like if i'm going to spotify to play a song 
song, I'm still pressing play and I'm still sticking around on Spotify for three minutes. Mm -hmm. But as someone who puts out a podcast bi-weekly, I have not made a dime from Spotify alone. Obviously, I have advertisers that advertise on my podcast and that's how you can make an income. But it's always made me furious that I have, you know, 1.5 million downloads total. I've never made a single penny from Spotify, Mm. despite the fact that you're keeping people around on that platform for, you know, maybe an hour at a time. So so I, I think I see their thought process behind why they're changing it. I hope that it's a good thing for artists. I hope that this means that actually the people that support themselves will make more of an income, but I know it's a touchy subject anytime Spotify changes up how they're paying their artists. Jeremy Renner is opening up about his road to recovery after that near near fatal incident in January. Remember, he was in that uh, snowplow incident where he broke like 30 bones. He was in the hospital. It was absolutely terrifying. Well, he posted on Instagram just to let people know how he's doing. He said, I have been exploring every type of therapy since January 14th every day, countless hours of physical therapy, peptide injections, IV drips and pushes, stem cell and exosomes, red light and hyperbaric chambers. Uh This all sounds very futuristic, cold plunges, different atmospheres. The list goes on and on. But my greatest therapy has been my mind and the will to be here and push to recover and be better. Be exceptional. I feel it's my duty to do so, not to squander my life being spared, but to give back to my family, friends, and all of you whom have empowered me to endure. I thank you all. That's a powerful message right there. Are you still doing cold showers? Um, the last couple of weeks since it's got cold outside, uh, <laughs> I gotta say, I haven't been as disciplined. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah, next time it rains and it's below 60 degrees, just jump outside. That's your cold shower. Yeah, he's made a ton of progress. And I remember he was on the red carpet with his daughter, like not too long after the incident. And he was walking, I think, albeit with a cane. But I mean, to go to get mm-hmm. so close to death and mm-hmm. to still have the desire to be here is so remarkable. Mm-hmm. So good on him. For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com cookies. Get it. The Bird Show. It's a really good question, right? Like, if you're not good at the sex, and here's your warning if you're cruising around with kids in the car, we're about to talk about the sex. A little late. A little late. <laughs> My bad. Um, if you're not good at it when you're an adult, who do you ask for help? Like, you're kind of getting experience, I guess, when you're younger and all, right? Uh, but if you don't have that experience at all and you know you're not good at it, how do you improve? I feel like there's got to be a book on it somewhere. Right, so here, Maybe a couple websites. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of books on how to play football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I'm not playing in the NFL. Nope. It's only one way to get better. Right. Practice. All right, so here's the email that we got, and I'm hoping you guys join us. I know sometimes y'all get a little lazy late in the show to help us out. Uh, one eight five five Bert. you got lives and kids and work and stuff. <laughs> um, all right, Bert. Um, well, first of all, the subject line is, how can I learn to be better at sex? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bert, I know that subject line would get your attention. LOL. Here's the history. I was a 24-year-old virgin. My boyfriend and I have been dating for three years. He has much more sexual experience than I do. He and I had sex for the first time about four weeks ago. It was really special. We're still connected, and I'm glad I waited, but I have no experience. He was slash is my first boyfriend, and I've never done anything with anyone. So while he's making me very happy, she writes, if you know what I mean, I am completely clueless. 
I don't even know how to hold it. <laughs> like she's giving it a handshake. <laughs> Hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> I don't even know how to hold it and stuff. I'm trying to do the best I can, but I'm very insecure about it. Don't so, flick it. Don't what? Don't flick it. Has that happened? I'm sure somebody has. Oh, I thought that was coming from experience. No. I literally thought the worst possible thing you could do down there to yeah. get its attention would be to flick it. You, you right. can do worse. Yeah. Uh-huh. You think so? <laughs> Don't bite it. That's up there. Yeah. That definitely cracks the top three. So. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, it hurts. For sure. It. Uh, so can you ask your listeners, how does one get better at this? Don't I- sing into it like a microphone. Oh, that's number two. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you'd be holding it. So <laughs> at least half of it's fine. Yeah, that's true. You halfway home. <laughs> song choice is important. What would be the worst karaoke song to do that to? Let's short, talk about sh- sex, baby. Short, short, man. Oh. Or, uh, <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Arms of the angels comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she says, so can you ask your listeners, how does one get better at this? I mean, if this was golf, I'd have to hire a coach, right? Good point. Uh, do people even do this kind of thing for a living? Any porn I've watched just seems too advanced for me. Do friends teach each other how to do some things like I've seen in movies, like on a banana or something? Uh, I know this sounds really stupid, but how can someone get good at this quickly with no experience? one 855 It's Not a bad question. Well, you do have a boyfriend that you could just, you know, have sex with until you finally get good at it. But she There's- says she's all insecure about it. She don't even know how to hold the dang thing. Get over it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, practice like anything else. I think that is a part of it. Her, She's going to get better at it as you continue to do it with your boyfriend. If you do have... Friends that you can lean on. I, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it would hurt to ask them for some advice or some tips. <laughs> yes, Kristen. <laughs> Enthusiastically raising her hand with a smile. Because I quickly googled, are there classes you can take to get better at sex? And according to Self Magazine, here are six real classes. Really, you can take to get better mm-hmm. at sex. Okay. Yeah. First is. The Pleasure Chest is a feminist sex toy store with a well-trained staff ready to answer any and all questions. It's a shame-free environment where you can learn about everything from mm to mm and how to safely give yourself mm. So there's that. I'm gonna need you to be more specific. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we don't. We're beginners here. Yeah. So you go into like this group setting, and they break out some stuff, and they show you how to handle it. It's a store called yeah. Pleasure Chest. Yeah, and they have their staff is there to help um, to help educate you. Mm-hmm. Then next, there's the O School. Um, not everyone lives where sex classes take place in real life, and that is where the O dot school uh, is that. That's what makes the O dot school so special. It's a live streaming platform for sex educators, coaches, and doctors that anyone with an internet connection can watch. Hey, this isn't bad. It's a pretty great resource to learn from some of the coolest educators in the business, and there's a wide range of experts. You can learn about topics including sex toy cleaning, pelvic floor health, sex with disabilities, and hmm. So they will, what do you have of that? I'm just thinking to myself, I wonder if you could do this for men, but I think we have entirely too much ego to, to <laughs> right. be in a class full of men like that. So that is, I mean, you literally go on this website mm-hmm. and they teach you different techniques yeah, you with can sign up. Yeah, you can sign up with different okay. classes with different educators. What's the name of that one? It's called O.School. Okay. O.School. Next is Babeland. 
Babeland is a fantastic resource for learning about sex. Their classes are located in New York City and Seattle. Um, tend to focus more on the basics of sexual exploration, like mm, mm, mm. So which sounds like what she needs because she's got zero experience. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't know to, know how to do mm or mm or uh-huh. mm, 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 mm. And classes usually happen Thursdays and Fridays and are always free. Um, free? Then, this is something I want to pay for. We <laughs> <laughs> don't sound right, right? No, it yeah. <laughs> you said those were in New York and Seattle? Yeah, yeah. Babelands in New York and Seattle. Then there's coursehorse.com. Hey, what? yo, turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> Learn how to ride. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're in New York City, Course Horse lists dozens of classes related to sex at locations all around the city. I took a class called How to Talk Dirty Without Cracking Up. Save that. Um, Then there's the V Dot Club. This one's also in New York City. And then there's Love Honey on YouTube. So YouTube has quite a bit of ridiculous sex content that you're better off ignoring. But then there are good resources. Um, and they say sex toy company Love Honey in particular makes some of the best sex education videos on the market. Okay. So uh, it sounds like there's two like ones that are available there. Love Honey and what was the other one again? Oh, school. Okay. Hey, Steph, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Hi. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. What you got? <laughs> so I learned by, I actually saw a porn star, um, I ha- came across a video. I'm kind of old school, so it was Belladonna, if anybody knows that name. Nope. And let me tell you, you cannot tell me anything now. <laughs> I'm the best you ever had, honey. <laughs> but I learned everything I know from Belladonna. So <laughs> whenever you're in bed, you're always like, what would Belladonna do? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you have little wrist-like things on your wristbands and bracelets. Here is, do I have this right? Carrington Lee. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. God, you sound happy. <laughs> she should be. <laughs> What's up? Well, um, I called in because I used to teach a um, workshop on helping men and women and non-binary folks um, be more comfortable with handling certain anatomy parts um, or perfecting their skills and and also how to um, clean it in an erotic way, um, manscaping those parts, and um, what gravity helps with and what gravity (laughs) fights against. So this is like the most basic of the basic. And these sex workshops, people go on the weekends and they just sit there for 45 minutes or an hour and you teach them different techniques and are you using videos or how is that working? Um, no, when we've held it in the past, it's been um, more like a um, spa day where there were free massages and manicures and pedicures, and then the workshop happened afterwards toward the end, and it was about a 90-minute long, and I would have a demo bottom that would be there, and I would um, perform on him huh. and demonstrate. And um, the attendees had to bring um, an item or a toy that they felt comfortable with, that they knew that they could handle appropriately, gotcha. size-wise, length-wise, that kind of thing. And, and this was legal? Um, yes. So, yeah, it's a live demonstration. Am I the only person wondering what kind of sex you got to have the way gravity matters? <laughs> well, you know, 
Um, as you see, it's not conducive when men are laying down in bed and a woman has to, or a man has to bend their neck to do it. That's not helping gravity. We talk about so the optimum position is for a man to be standing um, so that it has better access. A throat has better access. Oh. 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 You got it? Okay. Right, so really teaching technique. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and these workshops don't go on anymore? Or you gave up on that? Um, well, because of COVID, you know, everything kind of... <laughs> COVID yeah. just really messed up a whole bunch of different that things. stupid pandemic. Yeah. Making all of us bad at sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for your call. This has been an education. It has. Absolutely. Appreciate you calling. Thank you. Did she say that she was, like, having sex in front of you? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, yeah. Live de- it was a live demonstration. Yep. How about that? You better be real good at that. <laughs> real good at that. Uh, it's the Burt Show. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.